everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. I am still here with my special guest, Cherish. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, we were just having a little, talk, a little conversation offline. And um, <laughs> this girl did not know I was moving. She was just like, wait, what? where are you going? What? <laughs> I thought you were joking. No, I am out of here. <laughs> My God. I know. <laughs> She's so dramatic. <laughs> uh, for those of you who do not um, know, Cherish is a really good friend of mine. We've met doing theater. We've only done two shows together, but I feel like I've done mm-hmm. more with her. Um, and yeah. she did a part one of this episode and you guys have to go listen to it it was a really great episode and we talked about relationship building and baggage and you know how we use how certain things can hinder our progress and moving forward um in with ourselves and with relationships and we're just continuing that conversation and what I really wanted to talk to um, start this conversation off with is, you know, the the elephant in the room, which is loving yourself. And it's it seems like it's extremely easy to love others. And for yeah. me, for me, it is, you know, some people I, I'm a lover, you know, I I don't vet I don't vet people enough like I probably should. <laughs> I. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm a lover, you know, um, you know, the first time you smile at me, I'm going to start a conversation. Hey, how are you? And I just, you know, I gravitate to people and I gravitate to people because I'm a people person. And mm-hmm. I love, I love extremely hard for other people, but yeah. I don't, I don't love hard for myself. And wow. I don't, I don't, I, I feel, I feel like you know, um, God, hmm, I'm gonna say this. So I do feel like I've, I, I feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And because I'm not where I'm supposed to be, that means I don't, I shouldn't love me where I, um, I should love myself. Like I want to love me. If that makes any um, sense. Um, I'm trying to explain it um, better, but I know because, for instance, you know, like I said in the last episode about my weight loss journey or about uh-huh. um, not being where I wanted to be financially or this and that. I feel yeah. like those things somehow play a part in me loving myself when it doesn't. Those are just like added things onto the cake, but the mm-hmm. core of it should just be me loving me. And yeah. I find a hard time doing that if it's not attached to something else with it. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it did that. <laughs> I hope that made sense. No, it it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense, and I'm right there with you. The times that I struggle the most loving myself is when I feel like I failed, or I haven't done enough, or I missed the mark. Um. And then I start beating up on myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but, but you're beating up on yourself because of something that you did or did not do that has nothing to do with who you actually are. Exactly. Um, I think I think loving yourself, um, and even, even beyond that, loving yourself is 
is key, but we also have to be sure that we see ourselves the right way. You know, if I'm loving myself and I don't really see myself for who I really am, then of course it's going to be messed up. If, if I'm trying to love myself and I'm aspiring to be my neighbor, who I'm comparing myself to, of course I'm not going to love myself right because I'm holding myself to a different standard. So what you're saying is true. You know, it's not about what we do, not about our accomplishments, but it's about who we are. And one thing that helps me always um, kind of clear that cloudiness when I, when I get confused, I always go back to the beginning of things. And I know this is not a churchy podcast, but Girl. I can't I can't get around it. We talk when, about it when all. I'm conf- Yeah, when I'm struggling to love myself for who I am, I always just go back to worship. Mm-hmm. Because I think that teaches us how to love from a, a more pure place. You yeah. know, when I worship God, I don't worship Him because of... W- all the things he's doing for me. I don't worship him for his hand. I worship him for his heart and who he is. Mm -hmm. And so I then try to um, apply that same method to myself and say, cherish, okay, you've got a great foundation here. You're worshiping the God of all for who he is. You can can do that for you too. (laughs) You know, he's going to give you grace to do that for yourself. So I, I start there. And I strip away everything. Cherish if you never get another degree. Um, if you don't get that promotion, if you don't complete that project, who are you? Who are you without all of those things? Um, and until I find a safe place for myself to deal with myself, I have to keep working at it. Yes. And that's a constant thing. I don't think we ever get to a place where it's like, oh, I perfected loving myself. Yes. Uh, And I think that that's something that is hitting all of us hard right now during quarantine, because I think Ah. the, the one thing about, you know, this virus that has done it, it has forced us to deal with us. Yeah. And you know, we can't use the excuse of I have this appointment to go to or I have this to go do or I have this to go do because right now everything that's in our schedules is completely is completely done. Like, we don't have a calendar. We don't have a schedule right now. There's nothing like I lit up like I saw a meme of someone just throwing their 2020 calendar in the garbage and I said, I understand because right now we don't have a schedule to... uphold and maintain which we sometimes use as a distraction to not deal with us and I think that that's why a lot of people are having such a hard time with Mm -hmm. the lockdown because you are literally being forced to deal to manifest (laughs) it and deal with your stuff yeah like the furthest so you can true. go is to your furthest you can go is to your front porch and then turn back around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, it's so easy. Yeah, and um, that's that's it's, something um, that I've deal I'm dealing with. I'm personally dealing with. Um, is yeah, force. It's really forcing me to deal with my my stuff. And mm-hmm. if you're not equipped to that. Or if you don't have the right tools or if you're not ready to deal with that, it can eat you up. Mm-hmm. 
and it really can, oh, yeah. it can really eat you up. I've, you know, I've, I've, a lot of people have gone into depression since this um, quarantine, and you know they have everything. You you would look at it like, well, you got, you know you you're you're still working. You still have your family's healthy. You know what's going on? Like, why are you depressed? That some people will look at them, but you don't know what they're dealing with personally. That this has now forced them to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's something else. Yeah, it it really is, and I I had said this the other day to somebody, um, but this time with canceled plans and different direction, just really pulled back the covers on how many idols I was stocking up on, and mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. Just all these different little things. I'm going to do this in a year. I'm going to do this in June. I'm going to do this in May. I'm going to do all of this little stuff. And now it's like, wow, those don't even exist. Who am I? And I think that's the danger in having idols is we put so much stock in them and we attach our identity to those things. So then when those things are canceled, we're flailing because now we have to figure ourselves out again. So then when we start really uh surfacing those on true emotions and how we really feel and how we really operate and we don't have anything to do that like you said it, we have to have tools <laughs> we have to have um a process for processing ourselves we need therapy we need counseling we need accountability even though we're social distancing we need those core people that we can call and say Yo, today is a bad day for me. Yes. And I need you to keep that in mind and <laughs> say the right thing right now. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are going through, um, myself included. Myself included. Um, another thing is, um, you know, we are creatures of energy. Yeah. And... A lot of a lot of people don't recognize that, but we are. And mm-hmm. you know, that's something else when you're um um in relationships. And I think we sometimes ignore those energies that it's right there. Like the answers you need, it's it's right there in your face. And you know, because mm-hmm. that person gives off an energy, and you know, you know when someone's spirit ain't right. <laughs> it's like. Especially when you are so intact in yours or you have a connection, you can just feel it like, oh, yep, I'm just going to go over here because I don't know Uh what that is you are carrying, but I don't want it. And I think we personally need to be aware of the energies that we are releasing to others as well. And, you know, (laughs) that's, yeah. And... (laughs) You know, that's something that I personally have had to, you know, I, I feel like I have a very big energy about myself and yeah. I have a very big personality, but sometimes my energy comes off as it's so much that it's not that a lot of people don't know how to respond to it and yeah. them not knowing how to respond to it. I take that as a, I take that in a negative way. Instead of yeah. allowing them to know me, they just need to know a little bit mm-hmm. more about me. 
okay, maybe my energy was mm-hmm. a little bit too much for them, but they need to know a little bit more about me instead of just yeah. reacting because our energies are off or because yeah. they, they've never, they probably never experienced a person like me before. So they probably don't know how to respond right. to that type of energy. So instead of allowing mm-hmm. them to learn a different side of me or learning more about me, I sometimes like cut people off right away or judge them because they are not responding in the way I think they should be by my energy. Mm. Oh yeah. I've, I've been guilty of that. <laughs> yeah. So how are you with it, people's energies and how do you try to respond to them to that? How do I respond to people's energy or how do I respond to their response to my energy? Both. Okay. So how I respond to people's energy now is a lot different than how I used to. And this is still a fairly new thing for me. So I am an extremely sensitive person. And I don't mean that like I cry at everything, but I mean it as I am a feeling. And so when I walk into an environment, it's like triggers going off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So growing up, I didn't really understand that about myself. I I thought everyone was that way. And um, it would bother me when I would be in um, someone's space and they were just, just, I felt like doing too much. (laughs) I I felt like you, you are rude. You're hurting people's feelings. You're not aware of how you're making people feel. Like I was just all deep with it as a kid. I'm talking about four, five, six years old. And so it would just wear on me and just depress me. Mm. It really would. I would carry the weight of what everybody else had going on. And so once I grew and as, as a person and just learned that about myself, I was able to not allow that. I was able to detach from it mm-hmm. and allow one person's experience to be that person's experience right. and not make it a personal thing, yes. you know, not take it on personally. Um, so that's, that's where I am now with responding to people's energy. It's like, you can kick, scream, do a cartwheel. And I'm going to say, man, I hope you have a blessed day. <laughs> and I really do mean that <laughs> because I'm having my own experience over here. But then on the flip side of that, people responding to me I'm still I'm still working through that and I've grown a lot um but I think I I think I'm always misunderstood Mm. (laughs) just misinterpreted just taken the wrong way and I'm like wow how did you get x from q I, I just don't you know so to me um it can offend me if I'm if I'm not careful because I'm like, you don't see my heart. You don't see that I'm really this or really that. That's not what I meant. And like you're saying, you 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 have a big personality. I don't. I think when people meet me for the first time, if they don't have any sort of preconceived idea about me, they consider me to be very reserved. And to them, I come off as a snob or. Mm. Oh, she thinks, oh, she thinks she's too good. Oh, she thinks she's cute. Oh, she thinks. And people have said this to me, 
you know, Cherish, when I first met you, I I thought you were, ooh, I didn't even want to talk to you. And I'm like, wow, well, that says more about you than me, but okay, I'm glad we're friends now, <laughs> you know? Um, but that used to really bother me because it, it made me feel like an outcast. Right. Like, why, what are you so afraid of? Because I'm, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out how I can be like you most of the time. <laughs> Going back what, to that you know what I think conversation is, we had. You know what I think what? it is? Because I can, I can speak to this because when I first met you, I was, I was slightly intimidated. Really? And it, but it wasn't, I think it was because for me, you were a very well put together woman and you carried yourself in a, in a way to, of, of greatness. And I kind of Mm. felt as though I wasn't. Were, like worthy to be around you in that way oh my goodness and <laughs> okay so it was more of a i don't think i'm um i don't think the way i am in my life and self right now i can be someone that can yeah. be in her circle Wow. That's what it mm. was for me. So when I first met you, you yeah. know, um, you know, you were never rude to me or anything. We we definitely talked, but could because we had to build a relationship for the um for yeah. the roles that we were playing because we were playing, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend. But yeah, your interaction <laughs> with me was different from your interaction with Dennis, and I was like, oh, oh. that's who she really is. And so oh. I was like. Okay, that's who I want to be friends with. And oh. so I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me work up to that being our friendship. Yeah. And so that's kind of what that was. And it really was just a learning each other. And I think that people don't give, we don't give each other time to learn each other no more. We don't. We don't. We really do not. And I would say for personalities like mine, I am an observer. So... When I walk in, if I don't know something, I'm I'm waiting for my little triggers to go off and I'm waiting to watch and see what I'm working with. And then once I get comfortable, then I'm like, okay, I can roll with this. But it has absolutely nothing to do with the people that I meet. But that's so funny. That <laughs> yeah. I'm saying all of that. And I'm not trying to say y'all is like she's just this like perfect goddess or anything, but it's just that you know she's she um, yeah. from when I met you, you know you were just a different, you were a different woman um that I have not been around like you're you're you were very well reserved, and you know you normally don't see well reserved people in theater, you know that's yeah. <laughs> reserved people don't do theater, you know we're we're the yeah. we're the complete no, opposite of that. Yeah. So when absolutely. I was like, oh, she's interesting. Like I need to let, let, yeah. let me tap into this, and you know we eventually, you know, <laughs> you know we eventually grew, and but I think but yeah. that's because we allowed, and maybe you know we were in a situation where we were forced to learn each other, and because we had mm-hmm. to work together. But people who aren't in those situations, like you said, we just they don't give each other those that chance, right? And I don't understand right. why because. If you don't know me, you, there's, you know, it's okay that we don't have the same personality, but that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that, 
the, it, nothing can blossom from it. But I'm I'm a firm believer right. that everyone who enters your life enters for a reason. So mm-hmm. there was a reason for our connection and for it to be that way. But there, I just don't think that people allow the chance for uh, relationships to develop. And we don't, don't. We, we don't do that yeah. no more. It, if it's not instant, you know, again, it goes back to the whole social media thing, but you have to understand we're seeing it from an edited version. We don't, mm-hmm. we, we didn't see, mm-hmm. we didn't see what happened with the high and hellos and everything that mm-hmm. happened between that. We, we're seeing what they want us to see. Yeah. And we Absolutely. have we can't apply our lives and our relationships and how we develop those relationships based off of the edited version that they want us to see because it's not going to end well. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> I never told you that, but yeah. <laughs> you never told me that. That's so funny to hear. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, you know, and the other thing is, you know, enough with... Uh, we're we're really we love having these tough exteriors and to other people i think now in 2020 it's becoming a little bit more casual to is okay to be vulnerable and you know to Uh you know everyone is you know being more vocal about you know seeing therapists and getting help and doing things which is an amazing Uh thing i think it's great but you know that whole tough exterior you know you know a lot of men have that and you know the fear of being vulnerable and things like that that plays a role in how we react to certain people and an issue I have in relationships is I I need to see your vulnerable side I need to see that you care Mm -hmm. care about what i'm saying and you care Mm -hmm. about what i'm doing i'm uh yeah that's just that's what like i'm i was not raised with physical love from my father i was raised Mm -hmm. by my father monetary uh giving me money or giving me shoes that's how he showed his love to me and mm-hmm. I just had to know that that is him loving me instead of him taking mm-hmm. me to the park and, you know, taking me to play baseball or taking me to do certain things or to hug me, yeah, you know, or just to give me a mm-hmm. hug. I've never, I don't re- recall a time my father gave me a hug, you know, wow. and yeah. that's, I'm very, I'm a very affectionate person. So mm-hmm. that's a way for me to know that you care and that you love me or that you're listening to me, whatever the case is in our conversation or dialogue. And that's kind of, it seems like asking for that is a lot. Like it's a needle in a haystack yeah. kind of wish wanting someone to be vulnerable in a way of expressing themselves to you. And sometimes it scares me because if I don't see that from you, then I don't want to show it no more because now I'm about to guard my heart. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I just don't know how to react to that. Yeah. I, and I would say guard your heart as you should. I mean, I could be dealing with anybody, 
you know, not just somebody that I've dated or whatever. I could be dealing with a girlfriend. Like, I've had girlfriends that I assume had more of that affectionate sort of, you know, sensitive style. And it was completely different. And it, it caught me off guard and I was so hurt by it. But I learned this is just how they're built. So it would it would not be wisdom for me to continue to go to their backyard and <laughs> try to play my emotional, transparent, vulnerable game. And they just don't have the tools. Right now, maybe they just don't have the tools with me. But I don't know. They just don't have the tools. So I I, I think I think you're right though. Um, I think some people just are not built for that capacity. Mm-hmm. But I, I think some people are, but something has happened to where they have guards up. Just like, you know, maybe I've had guards up after being hurt or whatever. Um, and this was a conversation I also had with um, my husband, Caleb. We were talking, I can't remember what we were talking about. It was a long time ago when we were still in the dating phase. And I was like, you know what? What happened? <laughs> what happened before me? Because this, that surfacing has nothing to do with me. And he swarping <laughs> down. Nothing. Ha- I'm fine. I'm. I'm just. You know. That's just how I am. I'm just this. I'm just that. And I was like, Nah, bro. <laughs> so eventually, um, now we moved on. I didn't press into it. We moved on, but you know, I kept a pin in that. And eventually, it did come up and he's like, you know what? I think I respond to you this way because of A, B, C, D. And right. I'm like, okay. Now, now we see. So I think some people just are built differently, but I, I think some people do have things that they need to work through. Right. And depending on who it is, maybe it's worth to ask. Like, you know, I would love or I would really benefit from you being a little more open or a little more in tune with me. Right. Um, emotionally, do you think there's anything that could be preventing that or getting in the way of that? And see what they say. If they really care about you, then they'll be down to explore. Yeah. But, but that's the one thing we don't, you know. we don't, we don't speak. We don't speak when it's the time mm-hmm. to speak. Oh, you, you know, we don't we don't speak in the moment or not even in the moment or like you, like you said, you put a pin in it and, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you know, it was going to come back. But, you know, we don't speak yeah. when we're, you know, when we should. And we sometimes don't. we take it as though if I speak this, I may lose them or if I speak this, yeah. they may look at me differently. And, yes, you yes. know what? I don't I. I've done that before, you know, and I just let, mm-hmm. I let things go. I let things pass. I let things continue on in the relationship because instead of me think, instead of me speaking on it and saying, Hey, you did this. I really didn't appreciate that. Can you not do that? I would let it go and say, yeah. well, you know, they know not to do that again. They won't hurt me. So they won't do that again. But how can we yeah. expect people to do better if we don't tell them that they hurt us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We we have to communicate about that because cause if not, then, and, and again, I've done all of this 
Um, <laughs> at some point, I had to ask myself, well, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm upset with them because they hurt me. But I keep hurting me because yeah. I'm not speaking up and being honest. I'm not being a good communicator. I'm not showing up. And I expect them to show up. But right. I'm not even showing up for myself. Right. So we have to keep track of our needs and what we need from people. But I think we also need to sometimes question the depth, the depth of our needs sometimes. Yes. You know, because um, I've done that too, where, yes, you should have vulnerability in a relationship. You should have trust. You should have communication and sharing, disclosure, all of that. But there was a point where I reached like a level of, I need this person to almost be like my God. Mm. You know, I need so much from them. And now granted, they still weren't doing what they should have been doing at a minimum. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I was also, I needed too much. I was expecting too much. So I had to go back and reevaluate my needs. Wait a minute. If this person did turn around and give all of this to me, that would make them God to me. And is that something, is that how we should be interacting? Is that a healthy dynamic? So sometimes I think it's worth it because sometimes people just maybe need to be challenged, mm-hmm. open up. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I think we need to be challenged. Yes. And, and, and reevaluate some things. Yes. Yeah. Do you find in your um, uh, relationship with your husband that, you know, you're, there's still things that you're finding out about each other that you're still like, wait, you know, you know, what is this? This is, you know, something, oh, yeah. you know, and I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not married, haven't been married, but I feel like that's something that's going to mm-hmm. never change. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, people don't understand that when you're in a relationship with someone and you're, you're mixing these energies, you're mixing, you know, you're coming together. There are going to be things that, that you open up about me that I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Or, or you're going to spark something that maybe happened at, in my childhood that I didn't know, but you did something that mm-hmm. made me say, wait a minute. I've experienced that before. I need to know what that is. And yeah. I think that we don't allow ourselves to know that even in, a, in whatever relationship, there may be different findings that you have within each other that you're going to still be working through because mm-hmm. you're tapping into something else and it's at a deeper level. And the, the longer you're together, it's going to be deeper. And yeah, I just, I think people are not, don't allow that process to play out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we live in this microwave type of society. Our attention span is short. We live on social media. So if, if it's not a click and swipe, we don't have, we just don't have the capacity to handle depth a, a lot of times. Even though it could be something that we subconsciously desire or or need, but we just don't have the tools to mm-hmm. get to that place. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't I don't think we talk about this enough. We don't have enough ex- 
examples. You know, we see, um, like we were talking about earlier, we, we'll see somebody's 10th wedding anniversary post. And we say, man, gold, right? That's what I want. But we don't know it took growth and communication. It took, you know, introspection. Right. It took counseling. Like, we don't get to see all the different ingredients of that anniversary cake. Yes. <laughs> we just don't. So I think that we need more conversation, more examples, not just, hey, look at my highlight reel, but break it down. This is how you get to this place. Right. I think if we did have more conversations like this with people um, about the tools that they use and how they cultivated those tools, we would get a broader understanding and it would change our expectations. Yes. You know, when we think about relationships, when we think about marriage, we need to automatically think about work right. and sacrifice. I mean, think about honeymoon, think about good feelings, think about love and comfort, all that, but we need to think about work and sacrifice because that's what it is. <laughs> that's, you can be as in love as you want to be, but you are in love as a human being with another human being. Right. <laughs> and y'all are going to human being every single day. Right. <laughs> and some days aren't going to look like the other days, just like with the whole shelter in place, quarantine lifestyle. There's been times where I walked in the kitchen, I looked at Caleb, and I'm like, who is this? Harpo, who this man? <laughs> because, whoa, you're, you're blowing me here. I don't, I don't know what's happening. So, um, and it's funny, but it's real. In a moment, you can feel really lost if you feel disconnected mm-hmm. from your core. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think we need more, just more conversation about this kind of stuff, about depth. I also think that we need to stop with the facades um, that yeah. we that we have, you know, with people, and you know, it's oh, it's really, you know, I'm not saying I I, I don't think that I, I don't think that um, every single time you go on a date or every single time you're with someone that they should get every single bit of you um and t- I, th- I think that there's layers to that when you're in a relationship um where you know yeah. you know you open up more and more and more and it grows but there are certain things yeah. that shouldn't that that should be that shouldn't happen <laughs> there are certain mm. and, and there are certain layers and facades that just need to be gone right at the right at the start of saying hello how are you it's nice to meet Mm. you and I think that sometimes people have those facades because again they haven't dealt with their own stuff um they're afraid Mm -hmm. to deal with their own stuff or they think this is what you want to see yeah and you know people you know live off of that like I'm going to show them the person I think that they want to see. I'm going oh, to person absolutely. that I think that they want me to be instead yeah. of just being you and mm-hmm. knowing that you is enough. And if they don't like you, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It really is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it really is okay. But maybe it wouldn't be okay for us, depending on how well we handle rejection. That's you know, true. and I, I think we have to be honest just about our strengths and our weaknesses with this. But what you were saying is, yeah, we can be very manipulative. And I don't mean that in a real, like, sinister way, but I think it's just like a job interview. You know, you go, you interview for the job, and you want to be the best of the best. And just long enough to secure that position until they get to know me better, and then Mm -hmm. I can really, you know, get in my groove and do it how I want to do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I think that's sometimes the same thought we take into meeting people. It's like, I'm going to be the best representative I can be until we're attached enough where I can sort of get a little relaxed. And I don't think it's always a conscious decision, but I think we've just been groomed to perform. Yes. I just do. And depending on how good, depending on how gifted a person is or what their strengths are. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, People Man. will have you thinking that they are somebody totally different. Absolutely. Which, again, goes back to the whole social media piece. You meet people on there and it's like, oh, they do this, they got this, and blah, blah, blah. And when you meet them, you want to meet that highlight highlight reel you met on Instagram. Right. You want to meet them in that lighting, at that angle, and you want them to speak in caption. Like, you don't, we have our expectations all messed up. Yes. <laughs> so... Yes, you're uh, expecting to see yeah. that filtered person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what right. you're Right, it's true. Yeah, it is. Um, I did want to end on one thing. Um, what um we you know, regardless uh for those of you who listen to this podcast who are spiritual and you know who do believe um and those who necessarily don't or whatever the case may be. Regardless of that, you have to make sure you find someone who is evenly yoked with you. Yeah. And you also, if you don't use that term, you just have to find someone who, 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 I don't know another way to put it because I just know evenly yoked. But you have to find someone, you have to find the yin to your yang. You have to, you have to, it has to be a good match and you can't force it. And, you know, you know, we, you know, millennials, we feel a lot of millennials have not been blessed like, you know, our parents were, you know, we have, we, we work, we, we have debt, you know, we have, we have to work and stuff. So we haven't had that time to really, um, to, to enjoy, you know, the, the life and find someone because you also we have to work we have student loans we have debts to pay we have all that stuff going on with us so sometimes we feel like we have to rush or if we don't meet Mm -hmm. this person by this age or if I don't have a child by this age or if I don't do this then oh my god life is over oh my gosh I'm this age Mm -hmm. and I haven't done this so sometimes we some sometimes we take people's flaws and we take and hold on to relationships just because we feel like we need it Mm. yeah you'll you'll help me check this box right right. you'll help me check this box and sometimes doing that we end up with someone who is unevenly yoked with us yeah and that's something that i will i want us to 
that's something we have to pay attention to as well. You know, that some, yeah. everyone, everyone isn't a great match. No. And that doesn't, no. that doesn't mean that that's a bad person or that person was rude or this and that you, we are, everyone isn't matched for a reason. <laughs> yeah. You know, and absolutely. that's okay. And I think sometimes yeah. we try to force relationships that just aren't there. Yeah, we we absolutely do, and and they could be just like us and not be a good match for us. Yes. Um, and I want to use the word fit. They could not be a good fit. And when we allow ourselves to to um, you know, stay in relationships with people that really we shouldn't be with we form an attachment but we're really not connected yes we're not connected and going back to to the term we use being equally yoked a yoke is literally um like a fastener that sits on the neck of two animals and it helps them pull their plow and work together so when you talk about um being equally yoked with somebody if they're not even strong enough to be fastened into the yoke that you have mm. you know your your level of conviction is going to be different your I, I think it goes all the way back to again vision purpose destiny what do you see for your life yes. who are you where are you going yes regardless of how you feel regardless of what you see on social media regardless of what maybe even your parents displayed in front of you, who are you and where you're going? You need someone that complements that journey. And so that's why I say even somebody that's just like you, they can stunt your growth yes. because maybe they're satisfied with staying like that. And you actually need to grow. Maybe that's the demand that's on your life, mm-hmm. but you're so stuck and so comfortable in this relationship because you just want somebody there that you just forfeit so much. Um, so relationship is, it is critical. It is critical. And I don't think we give it the value, like we want it, we desire it. But relationship is important, not just because we desire it so much. Relationship is important because of what it does to us and because of what it does to our lives. So if we're single, we feel like we're tired of waiting, we're frustrated. Look, it's better than being with someone that you should not be with. Absolutely. So it's it's worth the wait. And yeah. it's work. You know, we if we you know, you have yeah. to work. You have to put in the work. Not only in a relationship, but you have to do it with yourself. And if you're mm-hmm. not you know, mm-hmm. you, you, we can't just want you know, anything that we want out of life requires work. And yeah. it, it it's not going to change because it's a relationship and because you think that that's what you're supposed to have. It still requires the work. Yeah. It still requires the work. Every relationship does. Every relationship, if, if you want it to go somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Our relationship with ourselves requires work. Right. Even a relationship with your parents. You know, yes, they yeah. birth you. And you think that that's yeah. enough, but no, your, your parents still, yeah. your parents still has to have to learn you, the new you, you're not, you're not the same 
as you were when you were born. You're a different person. Oh and, my goodness. You know, yes. so now the parent has to learn the teenage you, the adult you, mm-hmm. you know, the mother yeah. you, if you become a parent, you know, so those relationships mm-hmm. grow. They don't stop because that's your parent. And it's just, it, all those yeah. have to grow. My, me and my mother have the best relationship now that we've ever had because we took the time, to, yeah. she, she took the time to want to learn this Cordero and not treat mm. me as the baby Cordero. I will always be her son, yeah. but she knows that I'm a man and I'm living my own life and she wants to be a part of that part. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. all relationships require work and it doesn't stop just because a title is attached to it. Yeah. That's so true. Well, Cherish, That's I so thank true. you so much for coming back and being a guest. Thank you for having me. This was, this was amazing. This was really good stuff. Um, tell everyone how to um, follow you and about your podcast yes so you can find me on Instagram at cherish.brown and I also host a podcast called Your Creative Best and you can find that on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify anywhere podcasts are available so thank you for having me thank you thank you and what I need you and your husband to do is get a YouTube channel because y'all are hilarious <laughs> he needs. He would have. He would have to go through a workshop. <laughs> Not a workshop. Well, definitely. A workshop. Keep me, definitely keep me posted. And I thank you so much. And we'll <laughs> talk to you guys later. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on. Um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you Darrow D-A-R-O D-A-R-E S-U Darrow Dares You at gmail.com Send me an email.